I'm Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 217 of the podcast today. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes of your time with us today, whether this is your first time listening in or if you are a frequent listener to the podcast, welcome to the Rochester Rising show. Here on the weekly Rochester Rising podcast, we tell stories of all types of entrepreneurs and business owners in Rochester, Minnesota, those just starting their entrepreneurial journey to more established business owners. We release a new podcast every Wednesday and a short story based on the podcast each Thursday. We encourage you to check out both. You can find the podcast and the article on our website at rochesterrising.org. And you can also listen in to our weekly podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and really wherever else you like to listen in to your podcasts. Rochester Rising is the storytelling arm of Collider, which is a Rochester-based nonprofit that supports primarily early-stage entrepreneurs. Collider works toward the vision of zero barriers to entrepreneurship here in Rochester, Minnesota, for anyone with a strong business idea and a passion for what they're doing. So today on the podcast, I got the opportunity to chat with a mother and daughter team of Ginger and Kenneth Knapp, owner and manager, respectively, of Ama La Vida Boutique. Ama La Vida, which means loving life in Italian, is a boutique located on Highway 52 here in Rochester. The store was originally called Blades to Ballet, which was a sportswear and figure skating and dance store, which Ginger purchased in 2008. During the COVID shutdowns, this family-owned business spent that time renovating the space and reopened its doors later in 2020 as Ama La Vida, focusing on women's fashion, home decor, dance, and ice skating. We have a really great podcast to share with you today where we get to talk with Ginger and Kenneth more about Ama La Vida, the rebranding, what it's like to operate a business as a family, and much more. So stay tuned for the podcast today. So I got to record this podcast in person in the Conley Mass Downs building with Ginger and Kenneth. So we recorded the podcast in a socially distanced manner, everyone wearing masks, which you can definitely tell that everyone is wearing masks in the podcast today. I still stand by that doing podcasts in person are the best way to go. Sometimes it's hard to connect on Zoom. This, unfortunately, is one of the last podcasts I got to record in the Conley Mass Downs building. I have one more coming up, but it will be the last one before we move our podcast recording studio to the Mayo Clinic Business Accelerator, which I'm sure will be just as exciting and just as great of a space, but it'll be sad to leave this podcast studio and room that we've used for the past five years, although it's undergone many different uh, transformations moving from the service elevator in the Conley Mass Downs building, which was super cool, to online during COVID and then to a larger room so we could spread out when we were able to do in-person interviews again. So it's been quite a transition, but that chapter coming to an end, moving to a new space soon, which won't make any difference to the podcast, but it makes a difference uh, just in the feel of it, I think, from from the recording end. But in any case, change is good. So yeah, look forward to growing the podcast in our new location. All right. So yeah, without 
further ado, we'll jump right into the podcast today with Ginger and Kenneth Snap of Amala Vida. I'm Ginger Knapp, um, owner of Amalavita. I'm Kenna Snap, and I'm a manager at Amalavita. Well, manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very grateful. <laughs> it's like everyone wears all the, does all the jobs, right? It's like, <laughs> everything, everything. Everything possible. Yeah. Um, I always like to understand, like, what do you, besides, you know, being involved in the business, what do you got, what do you do and you like to do in your spare time? What are some hobbies, interests? What makes you, you? Um, love to shop. We <laughs> love shopping, <laughs> even though we own a store, but um, that's else? business too. It <laughs> is business. I like decorating. I love decorating my home and working on that. We love traveling. Oh yeah, we love to go to new places and like see what they're culture there they have I don't know just yeah like, like we just booked tickets to Arizona today and we've never <laughs> been to Arizona like we love traveling traveling yes I love traveling trying new foods like that you can have <laughs> that I can have I have a very strange allergy so mm. trying to find foods that I can have and when I can find them it's like yeah yeah and we sort of get stuck in a rut or I do <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Arizona will be fun. Where are you going in Arizona? Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was just there, well, not just there, in January last year with my husband in Phoenix, and we drove to Sedona, which next time I'm like, I just want to go to Sedona and stay there for like... Really? But it was beautiful. It was so cool. Just like, it, it was a lot colder than I had thought okay. it was going to be in Sedona in January, but... Uh, and it was super random, sitting at a bar with somebody who sat down next to us, and they ended up living down the road from my parents, who live in western Pennsylvania, in like a tiny community of 5,000 people, and this person lived like down the street from oh them. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so crazy. And we met in a bar, and their kid went to my same high school. I mean, we were like 15 years apart, so there was no way, like, I didn't, but I knew who their family was. It was just so weird, a random bar in Sedona. Like oh my gosh. Th- That's probably more wild. than a thousand, fifteen hundred miles away. <laughs> and then I run into them, I was like texting my mom, like, do you know this person? And she's like, Are you kidding me? I'm like, no, oh they're gosh. here. She knew it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So the world is very small. Yes, yes. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> are you I think you are both are, you're from Rochester, but are you, are you, did you grow up, are you both from the community here? Um, and if not, what kind of brought you to Rochester? I have lived here, my mom lived here when I was six, when her and my dad were going through a divorce, and she chose Rochester because of her MS and her doctor was here. She had three cities and Rochester one. Um, so I've lived here most of my life, my stepdad, worked for IBM, so we moved to St. Louis and Kansas City, but came back, and my husband's from here, and we moved away for a short period of time to Holland, Michigan, but we came back, and... I was born and raised yeah. here, so <laughs> we never moved out. Never went to a different college out of here either, so... So, I wanted to dive into the business then. So, I know that you know you transitioned from something different to what you are now but can you talk about what is Amla Vida what do you 
what is the business? And then when someone goes there, what kind of experience do you want them to have in the store? Amalavita was, when we were closed March through end of May, we had to make some decisions there. Are we going to stay open? Our, my lease was up the end of September. We could just shut it down and be done with this because who knew how long this was all going to last. Like everything kept getting extended and extended. But the one thing that was getting us through the shutdown was we had just started bringing in women's fashion probably 18 months prior. Yeah, and just a little bit, not much. Not much. So, and that's what was selling. So for people to buy from Blades to Ballet, women's fashion, you're not going to go look for that. And we want to be able to grow it more to online. We want to keep our brick and mortar, but we also want to grow it online. So the name change came in effect. And so we are now selling women's clothing, um, home decor. We are still carrying our dance and our skates, ice skating and that. We did get rid of our gymnastics, but that wasn't selling. That's yes. been at declines for like five years now, so, yeah. So we, Amalavita was born. It means <laughs> love life in Italian, and my parents have taught me to love life and embrace it, and so that's how we came up with it. Yeah, absolutely. So Blades de Ballet, that was how it originally started. Was that, did that start in 2000? That was around for a while, right? Since <laughs> 19... 86. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, what was, so what was the story with Blades to Ballet? How did that come about in the community? How did your family get involved? So Chris Fisher started it. Um, she was also a figure skater, figure skating coach with the Rochester Figure Skating Club. And she started selling skates and dance. And we purchased it in 2008. She was going to shut the store down. Nobody was interested in buying it. <laughs> I saw the advertisement for it in the skating program that she was actually going to close it. Because well, I, I was a figure skater and a dancer, too, at the time. Yes, very heavily so, involved in yeah. both you were. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, no, we can't lose blades to ballet. <laughs> and I was looking for something part-time to do. So I talked to my husband, and... Um, start meeting with Chris and she's like yeah you can do it part time <laughs> you can't do it part time <laughs> so we bought it in 2008 really bad timing with the recession <laughs> but we made it through <laughs> we made it through lots of rebuilding um, just being there you know rebuilding the business and that we made it through the recession and yeah. yeah, I just never redid things. I kept wanting to like rip out the carpet and do all these things that I love to do. And my husband kept saying, we can't do that without being shut down for the weekend. <laughs> we never understood that. We're like, no, we can do it. We'll just shut down for the weekend. It's fine. <laughs> we can rip the carpet. <laughs> we learned our lesson. That's what like I would think, too. I'd be like, it'll take like an hour, right? <laughs> That's He's what we like thought. He's a construction manager at Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his... You know, so he's like, him, let's just rip everything up. He's like, yeah, right, no. So we never did the remodeling that I wanted to do. I wanted to do the updating and all that at the store. We just never did it. And when we were shut down, that gave us the opportunity to 
Especially when he called me and told me the end of April that he was going to be furloughed when mail started doing that. And I said, can you please ask to be the first one in your group? Because they were splitting them up in his group how they were doing it. And it was going to be two weeks, three weeks at a time, two, three week sessions. And he asked and he was able to do the first one because we want to be able to be open once mm -hmm. you know, Governor Wallace gave us the okay to reopen. So we started ripping apart. <laughs> so what, we, was, what was that like? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was a hor horrible. Because <laughs> this was when you were rebranding from Blades to Ballet to Amelavita during the pan during April during the pandemic. Right. Well, we did the whole remodel first. Okay. Okay. So yeah. during that month, I was like, we really need to change the name. She's like, everyone knows it says Blades to Ballet, but when we started talking, well, to Trisha rebrand person yeah. who helped yeah. us with our rebrand, she was like, if you're doing it, this is now like now's the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So. So we did it, and we knew what we were naming it back in May, but did not release the name till August. Okay. Okay. But we, so my husband did most of the work. Um, his brother helped some. We did a lot of the work. Um, my oldest daughter also helped quite a bit. She was furloughed from Mayo for three months, was she? Yeah, it was two or three months. So she helped. So it was a lot of hands-on. The ripping the carpet up was disgusting as can be, and I never knew how bad it would be. <laughs> it was awful. So most of the work was done by us, but then trying to find things to like furnish it, because mm -hmm. I just knew going back from the pandemic, or once we were able to reopen, you know, we had cloth, a couch, and all that stuff is like, okay, do we really want to be dealing with that during this? So. I came in one day and said, we're getting rid of all this stuff, and she was so happy. <laughs> it was like all these furnishings, and I'm just like, I'm done. We're getting rid of it. She goes, really? I was so happy. <laughs> I was like taking pictures that night. I was like on Facebook Marketplace. People were driving from like Oatana at like 10 p.m. at night to meet us to pick it up. I'm like, go ahead. Here you go. Target's the one who really helped with um, <laughs> furnishing the <laughs> furnishing benches and things like that. We drove to. We woke up one morning at like 5 a.m., got ready, and drove to the cities, and we went to 13 targets that day. To find the, yeah. yeah. Find there was like a certain bench that we liked, <laughs> but only like a Target would only carry like one or two, maybe. Right. <laughs> so you all, it was the construction, the rebranding was a total family. It was a daunting project. Oh my gosh, and Ikea trying to get the... Oh yeah, because our front desk is like half. Half Ikea, but then the other parts had like an old door front and that my husband built the countertop. Um, it's a wood-based butcher block looking countertop. He did all that, but the to sort the drawers and all that, that was Ikea. Ikea during the pandemic is awful. Yeah, I would bet. I would bet. <laughs> I don't care for Ikea anyhow, but because it's always, I don't know, it's, I get lost in there, but trying to do that, and then they were out of stuff, and yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. We got through it. It took us till he started building the desk in May. That desk did not get finished until September, finally, but like the last few pieces of it. 
because they were just out of it. Mm -hmm. need it. And so, like, when the girls came back to work, they were, like, using iPads, so they felt like they were at Apple Store. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah sure. People out they, would, they would, like, walk around. Desk. People would, like, walk up front and be like, wait, where's your front counter? We're like, oh, it's in the process of getting, like, made right now. <laughs> so just, I'll check you out on our iPad here on this chair. But yeah, he's built all the racks that we have now. He's done all of that. So I like came up with the ideas and showed him what I wanted. That's super cool. Huge, huge undertaking, huge project. <laughs> Very huge. So you did the rebranding mainly because you, you know, saw the need to shift to women's apparel, women's clothing. Yeah. Um, did it feel, you said you kind of moved forward with it. How did you feel leaving the name Blades de Ballet? Like, did you feel, did you second guess it? Or are you like, we just got to go ahead? What was that kind of, what were you thinking at that at that point? This is sound really bad, but I never liked the name Blades de Ballet. <laughs> never. I never liked it's it. very clear what it is, I will say, but yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, it wasn't me. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't mine. And I know we bought the store back in 2008. But it never felt like my store until now, if that makes any sense. It's I think that makes complete sense. I mean, you've basically made it your own, something that, you know. Yep. Yeah. So it, it feels so good now. It's like I walk in, it's mine. It's totally redone. When we ripped out that um, old checkout corner, <laughs> it lights the ballet. It felt so good to be out of that corner where it was. Like we relayed out the whole floor. And it was just I hated that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so now that it's on La Vida, is it? Do you find that it's a lot of the same customers as Blades of LA, or has it? Are they different? Are they more? We've grown. Grown. Yeah. Yes. We definitely like. We'll still have the same skating and dance people, if not new ones, but then the women's fashion, like. Yeah. It's all new people. <laughs> it's new people, which is exciting. And fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, talk about this a little bit. And, Kenneth, it sounds like you've grown up in retail. Ginger, what was kind of your experience with retail prior to Blades de Ballet? How did you kind of get your feet wet? I have a degree in fashion merchandising. Okay. So, it seemed like the perfect fit when Chris was selling the store. I'm just like, well, I have a degree in fashion merchandising. Um, I worked at Dayton's. So, this is really dating myself <laughs> when it was Dayton's back out in. Um, Apache Mall. So that was a long time ago. I worked in the merchandising department there. Um, I've worked at Sears at Ridgedale and display areas. I've done other merchandising for like Revlon and that. I go to different um, Target, Walmarts, things like that to do the merchandising there for them. So I've grown up doing that. Oh, all right, not grown up, but I've, my adult years. So you're still growing, right? <laughs> Definitely, always. <laughs> always, always worth change. So, yeah, I had done, most of my time I always did retail. I could never work in a restaurant. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I can't work in a restaurant, so I always did retail. And I did. Retail. You did. You worked in a restaurant. But she didn't come work for me right away. Well, she did. From when we bought it at the age of 11, <laughs> she knew how to work that register. Like, she could bring people up and people yeah. were kind of like, they're like, is this right? And I'm like, yes. Like, she knew that system, so. But. 
I think retail is probably the only job I have not had somehow. <laughs> Go in the restaurant and yeah, that's hard. I yeah. do not. Yeah, I have so much appreciation for people who do that. It's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe I'll ask you, you know, this is a family business. How do you guys work together as a family? What is that like? <laughs> we get along most of the time. We get along, but like, well, there's days where for like five minutes she like tells me something and then it's just us like bickering back and forth. Like one of the girls is working, just ignores us now. Like they're just used to it. And then we're fine like right after that. Yeah. But like we get along, like we get along great, and we actually we spend a, a lot of time outside of work together too. <laughs> so we're together all the time. It's normal to have your mom as your best friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but my and my oldest daughter still works. I mean, when she's not working at mail, she'll come and help out or do whatever. But my middle daughter, I can never. <laughs> she's gotten fired like six times. <laughs> six. <laughs> <What the heck? laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't say that about her, but no, she wasn't. <laughs> she That's just, not what I can work with. You're just not, yeah, not a fit for retail business no, like that. Not at all. Like, not. we were doing inventory, like, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, and we walk into the shoe room, and she's, like, passed out sleeping. We're like, what are you doing? She's tired. Yeah, I could see where that would be boring, but yeah. <laughs> so she's not one to work in the family business. A lot of customers will come in. They'll be they'll know me and Taylor, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh, you have a middle daughter?" <laughs> what? Yeah, I have a middle sister. It's fine. Yeah, no one knows her. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um. We were, we were talking about before we, we started, you know, I feel like with Amlavita, you have a very strong voice and communication with the customer using social media. And I think that's really hard for some people to do, especially in like a very like real way, which I feel like you've achieved. Um, can you talk about like how you, how you connect with people through social media um, to talk about your business and how, how, what are some ways that's been successful for for you all in, in growing the rebranding and like connecting with those new people? Do you want to say what? when we started? So when everything was shut down, I said we're just gonna have to start going. Oh yeah, on Instagram, we need to be out there talking and that. And she's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I'm like, we have to if we're gonna keep our doors open or have the chance. So I got, I started going on, and I think you listened to me for a couple days. Yeah. I'm like, I can do this. And she then started getting on there too. So we're both on there. Yeah. And just like, being, people just like when I talk in a mirror about clothes. Like, I don't know. And it took me like how many years to finally do that? I was like, I can't do that. No, I see people do it all the time on like my social media. I'm like, I did that though. I know, you just got it. Put yourself out there. It was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. But I think it's just like the consistency of showing up every single day or trying to show up every single day and being real with people and like this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And showing like us and like family too so that way people can also connect, customers can connect with us. Like, oh yeah, like this happened, this happened, but I don't know. 
Yeah. It's been hard, but... Yeah. That's a hard thing to do, though, to open yourself up to, yeah. like, display a little bit of your, you know, personal life. But I agree with you. Like, people like to see that. Yeah. Especially, like, I feel like I know a little bit about you, at least, before you even, you know, walk in the door. Yeah. You walk in to your store. Like, you know a little bit about you. And yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm actually surprised to hear you say that you were hesitant about it, because I feel like you do such a good I know. job I, at like, it. I, like, go out there all the time now. Like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> going on but it seems yeah very natural you just like get how to how to connect with people and yeah I feel like you know as a whole you figured out you know like you were saying Ginger you know Blades of LA maybe didn't feel like you but it seems like this really feels like you I mean you guys are you know wearing the clothes you know on the website and I think that is so important because it it really connects to people and I want everything that we bring in, it's stuff that we like or we've seen, we've touched. It's stuff that we want in the store and we personally like it. Yeah. And that's probably why we go to market all the time. <laughs> so we can make sure we're bringing in good stuff. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it been like to kind of navigate the last year or so of the business? And what do you... Now things you can tell things are getting a little better, like people feel more comfortable. So what what are your kind of thoughts for, for this year in the business and, and moving into 2021? Um, I'm excited for 2021 if everything plays out. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, correctly. I don't know, I shouldn't say it that way. Um, we definitely are running out of room that makes sense where we're trying to mm-hmm. we're being very careful how we're placing stuff using this floor space we have right now redeveloping it re- yeah what's the right words re-merchandising that. I don't know well, it's getting harder and harder because we're getting more out of losing space but we are in the same space we definitely will be there until well, I signed a lease for three years, so. Three years in September, I signed it, so we're definitely there in that spot. We're definitely growing out of it, though. Mm-hmm. It's getting hard. It's a good problem to have, though. But, it is a good problem yeah. to have. We'd like to have more events going forward at the store, which was hard to do. This, I was always really cautious about mm-hmm. it this past year. She pushed me for the um, grand opening, re-grand oh, yeah. opening. So we have to do something. She's mm-hmm. like, no. And I was like, no, we got to do something. But And we did it. And it was it was great. It was a great day. Um, I'm thankful it was really nice weather that mm-hmm. day. Because that was, what, in September, which I was a little worried about. Just, you know, everybody, how many people, how do you? Mm-hmm. And everything just worked out perfectly. It was, it was good. We had the duck truck, blue duck truck, <laughs> the duck yeah. truck there. And it was just, it was a good day. And the door, the front door was just like open so people didn't have to touch it or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want to have more events. We had one last weekend. We did it very short notice. Yeah, we did a little Valentine's Day event, which was fun. We made like homemade Valentine's for customers. And it was a good day. It was. We had candy. And yeah. yeah. But I don't know what else. I don't know. We want more events. What else do we want to do? 
we were trying to work on an app for our store. Yes, that is in the progress. It's just getting all of that. We're going to be more online. We have somebody who's been with the store since before I owned it. She does a lot of um, my accounting stuff and my bill paying and just orders for dance in the skates. We do a lot of the fashion order. We do most of the fashion ordering. So we do all of it. We do all of it. <laughs> Why are you questioning that? But she will be back. This is so exciting to us. Eleven and a half months later, she is going to be back on her regular schedule March 1st. And I can't wait. So that will give us free up some time where we can get more stuff online. Yeah. Um, to make sure we're trying to get the whole store online. Okay. Which is a huge undertaking. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people definitely want to still go in stores, but they even still want to, like, shop locally but online. If that yes. makes any sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. We have a lot of people that will message us wanting mm -hmm. this or that. I saw this one on. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, can I do curbside? Or, like, hey, could you deliver? Because we'll do, like, free delivery in Rochester because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. At least you had an online prior, right? So it wasn't, like, a huge undertaking, but probably not, like, everything. It was probably not. We didn't online. have everything. We had, yeah. basically, it was our dance Well, we shoes. switched our website then. Oh, yeah. We had, a year prior to the pandemic, we had switched our POS system. Oh, which, thank goodness we did that. Otherwise, there was no way, like, we could have done everything that we had done. Right, because that took a couple months to change the whole POS system. Sure. But, um, yeah, so then we were getting more and more online. But we did, basically, it was our dance shoes that was online mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit. And now we're just trying to get more, more stuff online. And it's getting there, and as of March 1st, <laughs> We'll have more time for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what happens to our Kay will be back. I am so <laughs> excited. Like, she's been working two days a week right now. And I'll have her four days a week, which will help a lot. So. Cool. So my last question for you both. I feel like we already talked about this a little bit, but you know, you could be doing a lot of other things, but you're, you're running this business. Why, what, what keeps you coming back? Why do you love doing, running the shop, doing this work? What draws you to do this every day? I love clothes. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's clothes, like you found, you know, that's your passion, you know? Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. why. I love clothes, I love shopping. I can sit there and scroll through my wholesale vendors and that at night, I'll do that. <laughs> In my spare time, see what you know what's coming out for the you know fall. We're buying for fall now, yeah. So we'll start looking through that. Yeah, all yeah. that new stuff all the time. Like I love putting outfits together. I love shopping. I love clothes. And social media is just like an added bonus because <laughs> I like doing social media. But I think that's what does it. Yeah, it's fun. It keeps. I don't know what else I would be doing right now, really. I don't know if you'd do either. <laughs> I don't know. No, I really don't, because we both, we've always loved shopping. And this going to market, when we do that, which is like about every year, three months or so, we go to market. We just got back from Atlanta. Well, fun. <laughs> and we were in Dallas two weeks prior to that for a market, too, so 
Yeah. It's just, it's shopping at a whole new level. It's like when you're shopping, you're shopping for other customers, but stuff that you like still. And but it's really fun when you find, you see something, you're like, oh, it totally makes you think of that customer. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's what keeps me coming back. It's new stuff. It's, it's fun. And I love the interaction with the customers and getting to know them. And I just, I love that part. Yeah, I think that that's totally fair. You find you find something that you love and enjoy doing, and then yeah, when you don't know what else you'd be doing. That means you found the right thing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. What I, would be doing. I don't know. Every time I walk into a hospital and pass out, <laughs> I don't like the smell. So here I am. Every once in a while, I keep thinking I should go back or go get my realtor license. That's fine. That's fine. And who knows? Maybe I'll do that too. I don't know, but. I've always wanted to do it. I just have never had. Yeah. Well, that was my last question for you. I'll maybe ask you for for any final thoughts and where can people find you online and in person? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us at Hillcrest Shopping Center, right in the middle between Charlie's and Godfather's, <laughs> and online at shopamalavita.com. Or on Instagram, shop underscore amalavita dot com or amalavita, yeah. no dot com. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. And you can always message us or anything like that on Instagram, Facebook. We our phones are always near us. Yeah. <laughs> if you message us at like 10 p.m., we'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> Team no sleep, no I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your, your time today. I appreciate it and sharing your journey yes. and conversation. So thanks so much for taking time. Yes, and thank you so much thank for having you. us. Yes. Thanks so much to Ginger and Kenneth for sharing their story with us today. It was so fun to chat with them and learn more about their journey, their business, and how they're doing this together as a family. So you can learn more about Amalavita through the links in our show notes. So that's a wrap for us at the podcast today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to learn more about the stories and journeys of entrepreneurs here in Rochester, Minnesota. It's a huge help to us if you like this podcast so that others can find it and make sure that you're subscribed. We'll be back with a brand new episode next Wednesday.